Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and the title of this episode is Free Will, and we got you now, President-elect Trump, part one. This is going to be first of a four-part series, and, you know, because this is also going to be broadcast on Nick's Manhattan show, you know, which is going to hope ideally be an hour, we're just going to, like, I'll tape through an hour and just divide this into whatever, so, like, whatever. Um, all right, so let, let's, let's get right to this. So, um, I mean, from a free will perspective, you know, like, probably a lot of people are saying, well, like, you know, why did this happen? Whose fault is it? Is it whatever? You know, just questions like that. And I'm, I'm tired because I got maybe like three, four. This is like we're taping this um, November 9th. So, like, we just found out the results of the election early in the morning, I don't know, 1, 2 o'clock, um, um, maybe three o'clock in the morning. So anyway, now I'm saying this is like 11 o'clock. I didn't get much sleep. So anyway, um, so Trump, you know, was elected president and, you know, the New York Times, CNN, all these like major media networks had Clinton's chances at 95%. You know, I think the lowest was like this political site, 538, that had uh, Hillary at at 80%. So, like, this blew everybody's mind. And, you know, like, so then um, to the extent that, like, it's really not so wonderful to have somebody who, like, you know, mocks disabled people and assaults women and just, like, incites violence as our president, you know, to the extent that that's bad, um, we want to, you know, the question becomes why would this happen? And, you know, with the free will perspective, perspective, we blame, you know, <laughs> the Trump supporters. We blame um, ourselves, perhaps, for not having seen this. Or like, I mean, this is like, it's so surreal. Like, like um, it took everybody some, but the idea is like, so fine, this, this actually wasn't our fault. Um, it just like, and, and, you know, so all right, so 80, 90% of us believe in God, right? I believe in God because, like, you know, God, the universe synonymous. I mean, Einstein kind of had the same um, view. And, I mean, I can no longer believe, you know, not just because of Trump and this, like, but, for example, I'm wearing this sweatshirt now, which is, like, um, it's about how we treat um, farm animals, which is, like, so cruel. And, you know, so, like, I guess a lot of times I put everything in perspective. You know, I, I kind of like, I do a lot of work on happiness. I used to do a happiness show. I lead happiness groups like once a week here in White Plains and once a month in Manhattan. Happiness is really important. So in framing this and trying to like figure it out, well, the idea is like we want to <laughs> keep uh, our mood up. But anyway, the idea is like from the perspective of goodness, because like goodness is what creates happiness, you have um, God who I, you know, most of us believe that God is all good. That's what, you know, you know again, 80, 90 percent of us here in the United States are uh, believe in God or higher power. All right. So, you know, like based not just on tr Trump, but on how we treat animals, God, apparently, who's like in control of everything, can't be all good because like everything's his doing. And then, you know, of course, the big question, you know, that that that. Um, that supersedes every other question is like, well, why, you know, why does God do things like that? If you're, if you're God and you're like all powerful, if, you, if everything that happens is up to you, 
why would you afflict not just these, these farm animals, but, you know, the poor people in, in other countries? I mean, just people in general. I mean, we, we get like, you know, ultimately like something, you know, some of us like maybe are like, well, not, nobody escapes pain. I mean, why, do, why did God create pain and all? But that's, that's, I guess, for another show. But anyway, so like, let's get back to Trump. So um, let's, I mean, this is like, this is new territory for anyone. Um, the predictions, here's what I predict is going to happen. There is, um, there's a saying, a Greek saying, that goes to the effect of um, those who the gods wish to destroy, they first raise up. Okay, and that means that, you know, like sometimes a person is elevated to a position of power and stature or whatever, and then the gods come in and just demolish them. And like, that's the only thing that I can imagine is it explains what happened. So politically, I guess what will happen is because, um, I guess the, the Republican Party is divided into those who are for Trump, you know, and then... Uh, I think a substantial portion of, of Republicans who are conservatives are really actually not very for Trump at all. Um, so I, I imagine there would be a coalition between them and the Democratic Party to conspire to kind of like just not allow Trump to do anything, you know, especially anything harmful. So that's like the politics of it. Um, I'm guessing what will also happen is that, you know, Trump has a lot of businesses. These businesses are going to be run by his kids. But, you know, um, as payback, you know, because like this world runs according to the belief in free will and, and <laughs> there is payback as payback, I imagine his, his companies are going to be boycotted, you know, that, you know, perhaps bankrupt. I mean, like, and, and I think the third component in terms of that is that um, Trump will probably be sued, you know, just by a lot of different people, his companies would. Because, like, I, I guess, like, as a president, he actually may be um, protected from certain kinds of lawsuits, which I'm not sure that's such a great idea. I mean, our, our democracy is an experiment. But I don't think his companies are protected. So, um, and, and actually, no, I think, for example, he's, he's actually currently under investigation by the New York Attorney General for paying off a Florida attorney general to not prosecute him or investigate his, um, his basically shamming people with the, um, his Trump University that, you know, this was like, it was, it was misrepresentational. Anyway, so that's, that's part of what may happen. Um, so what else? Ah, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen. Um, the important thing is, is to... I, all right, there's, I, was, I was writing my, my family um, last night, and, and there's another saying that... Um, and this is important, because, you know, this, this may have happened, you know, because things happen, and maybe they shouldn't happen, but, you know, a lot of times they happen for a reason. A lot of times they happen to teach us something. So there's a saying that goes something like um, the only thing that evil needs to prevail is for good people to stand by and do nothing, something like that. And, and so I think that the message of this, you know, election for people who, you know, who value decency and fairness and, and you know, and, 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 you know, just these good values that Trump is like the anti-value of, 
um, I think the message for this is like, you know, we think we're good. We think we're good people, um, but we're really not, you know, in a lot of ways. In other words, like we're not doing enough to, to battle people like Trump and the ideas he stands for. And I think, you know, the, the one thing, for example, one, one very clear way to, to demonstrate that is this issue with animals. In other words, like, you know, you have a lot of quote-unquote good people, almost everybody I know, who they're, you know, genuinely good people. Naturally, nothing's up to us. Like, you know, you know we're lucky if we're good, whatever. But, I mean, like, you know, almost nobody's a vegan, right? And, like, um, the, the animals that, that, that we eat are essentially tortured in these factory farms, right? And, all right, so, like, a lot of people who are religious will say, well, you know, in the Bible, it allows us to eat animals. And it's true. And eat, eating animals per se is not really, you know, so bad. I mean, it's kind of like a way of na nature. Other animals eat animals, whatever. But it's not. In other words, like, back when the Bible was written, you know, I mean, like, chickens had yards to graze in and um, cows had their pastures. You know, it was completely different than it is now. And they, they, those animals back then lived relatively pleasant lives. So, you know, it's completely different now. It's like, it, it really is torture. I'm not going to get into it. You know, if you don't know about it, um, Google some um, videos on it. Uh, PETA has one called, I think, Meet Your Meat, M-E-E-T, your M-E-A-T. It's narrated by Alec Baldwin. It's, I think, 12 minutes long. But um, so anyway, so like, yeah, the take away message to this is like, yeah, no, we, you know, just as we delude ourselves into thinking that we have a free will, we delude ourselves into thinking we're good people. I mean, I've understood this for decades. I mean, I've spent decades trying to help end global poverty because like each year for decades, about 30,000 kids under the age of five die because of um, largely preventable poverty-related causes. And I mean, like, and this is horrible. I mean, why this happens to a great extent politically, economically, is because, uh, you know, rich countries like us and a lot of European countries, one of the reasons we stay as rich as we are is that um, we basically keep poor countries in Africa, South America, you know, Asia poor, um, so that we have access to a very um, cheap labor force. You know, if, if, if we didn't help these, these countries um, rise up out of poverty, or at least enough to, to, so these kids wouldn't die, you know, 30,000 a day, um, then, you know, we'd have to pay more for our goods and services. So we kind of like, you know, as a country, as a people, as a world, as a, as a you know, first world, we kind of... Um, perpetuate this, this horrible poverty that kills so many, you know, not just kills, there's a lot of illnesses that go along with it, it's really horrible. So, um, so yeah, we, we are not good people, and again, like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to indict us, because, like, you know, the, the theme of this show is, like, the free will belief is so harmful because it pits people against each other. I'm not saying that we shouldn't attack Trump and totally, you know, bankrupt him, just make him, you know, because, like, you know, for example, with our criminal justice system, we, we need to deter crime so that we have our laws. You know, if somebody goes out and wants to 
shoot people and all, we have to have laws against that, and we have to like punish the people who do that. So like you know to serve as a deterrent, so um, people will you know do that very very rarely. So um, so basically, um, yeah, we we you know. We need to be better people. It's not about blaming us. You know, we don't have a free will. And, you know, sometimes to be better, we have to be smarter. And, 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 I, and when I say smart, I mean in terms of thinking, logic. In other words, one of the reasons why I've done this show, or one of the benefits that I thought could come out of the show, that I hope, hopefully, I was going to talk a lot more about Trump, but you know, maybe we'll get back to him. Um, one of the reasons I was doing this show is because, like, you know, in, in, in schools, elementary, junior high, high school, they don't really teach kids how to think. I mean, they teach kids how to learn, how to remember, how to retrieve what they remembered, and, you know, sometimes implement things and all. But that's a different, those are different skills than thinking. In other words, like, well, let's get back to Trump. Trump's supporters... Um, really are not very educated. They're not very smart. I mean, like, you know, they, um, they're not very happy. That's a different matter. But, um, but the, you know, one of the benefits of this show is like, whereas, for example, with climate change, it's difficult to, for the layperson who's not a scientist, to, to understand that climate change is happening. So we have to rely on experts for that, right? But for something like this, the idea that we don't have a free will, which is so world-changing. I mean, if, if people got this, it would be a different world. I mean, like pretty much overnight. And who knows? Maybe this Trump thing will, will help people like realize. But the idea, you know, is that like as people think about this idea we don't have a free will and, and try to like, for example, some of us try to deny it or just argue against it, they learn how to think. I mean, I've, I've led um, meetup groups in Manhattan you know, it's called um, a meetup like every first Saturday of the month. I canceled it this last Saturday for the, for the you know, election and all. But like, you know, basically um, since 2010, I've been leading this group and we get together and we talk about this. And when you talk about whether we have a free will or not, it demands thinking. It demands logic, you know. And so like a lot of people come into their, this group and we talk and they get an exercise in um, in logical thinking and strengthening their their ability to be logical. So, like you know, relating this to Trump, I mean, like our country, um, again, we're, we're successful. We can do a lot of good things. You know, we can. My God, computers. I mean, this whole room, the cameras and all. I mean, we can do amazing things technologically. But logic-wise, you know, if we don't get that, we don't have a free will. You know, that's not that's a no-brainer. I mean, like you know, if everything has a cause then this chain of cause and effect makes free will completely impossible. People don't get this. Why don't they get this? Because their emotions override their reason. And that, you know, so anyway. Um, all right. I, yeah, let's get back to Trump. And I, you know, you know I didn't know what I was going to do today. What I thought I was going to talk about Hillary's um, victory, but that didn't happen. And, that, you know, so, um, and this is interesting, like, fine, we don't have a free will, right? In other words, everything that I'm saying, everything that you're thinking and all has been predetermined and all, but life is still interesting because right now everybody's wondering, all right, what happens next, you know? So anyway, let's get back to Trump and, um, 
and you know the effects of what would happen. All right, stock market futures. Last night, they actually stopped trading because the, the Dow Jones dropped by 5%. And after the, the 2008 collapse, they decided that uh, in order to prevent another collapse like that, if the Dow Jones future drops by 5%, as it did last night, trading is automatically stopped, you know. And it's, it's a wise thing to do because otherwise this panic ensues and, you know. So anyway, but like, you know, the good thing, maybe, because like it's hard to know what, what's good in a situation like that, like this, is that the market has regained you know, as of this morning. You know, now it's, it's I don't know if it's in um, the black territory from, you know, from being down. But, but, and yeah, it's a good thing, I guess, that people aren't panicking. You know, fine, Trump's president, <laughs> we, got, we got to deal with it. So, but, but more importantly, um, Republican po policies, you know, have, have, you know, they caused the 2008 recession, the, the crash. Uh, they're not good on the economy. It's, it's another thing like, you know, they claim to be, and a lot of people vote for them because they think so. But the economy does far better under Democrats than the Republicans. This is going back decades. So, um, so what I'm guessing will happen is a lot of very rich people, some richer than, than Trump, um, are going to be afraid of, of the market, you know, of their money and investments losing value. Because, you know, who, who knows what Trump will do and whatever. So I imagine... One thing that will happen is that this group that ordinarily, you know, strongly supports Republicans, you know, will now find that it's in their best interest to to oppose Trump, to just like limit his power. Um, so I'm guessing that that will happen. Okay. Um, now I want to go back to you know the the people who who supported Trump. Um, how do you explain that? Um, they're angry, okay? They're, they're angry, and um, they're angry at our government because, I mean, I mean they're, they're, they're right, rightfully angry because even we Democrats, you know, we Democrats are a lot better, a lot, you know, we stand for fairness and equality and, you know, you know looking out after people who need looking out for much more so than Republicans, but we're not, you know, not nearly as good, I don't think, as we um, should be, in part because our party is also controlled by very rich people. You know, like the, the Clintons. Hillary Clinton is a multimillionaire, you know. Um, and um, so, so these, these Trump supporters, you know, maybe, who knows, may, maybe there's a wisdom to them that they, they, they realize, you know, well, it's not good enough to defeat Trump and just, you know, be left with Hillary and the status quo, you know, maybe they're thinking to themselves that the whole, you know, political establishment is so corrupt because it's so influenced by money that, that they're, they're willing to take a gamble by attacking the, the entire establishment. And so, like, actually, you know, this leads to another point. Um, with, fine, we recognize we don't have a free will, um, but we don't know what's going to happen, and we, all, we also don't know whether what happens is actually good or not. Um, I've, I've done, I've um, related this story, fable of like the, these, this boy who's, who's given a horse 
and um, and these three guys in the village go to this really wise person and they say, well, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? And the wise person says, wait and see, you know? So like, so what happens is like the, the boys riding the horse falls, breaks his leg, you know? And, um, and so then the three guys go back to this wise person. Oh, I guess it must've been a bad thing, you know, because of what happened. So the, the, the wise person says, wait and see. So um, then what happens is like the whole region is thrust into a war. And because this, this, um, this boy, you know, who's actually he's like 16, 17, whatever. So he would have been drafted or maybe he's 18, I don't know, whatever, um, to, to the military of the fight. Because he's got a broken leg, he doesn't go into the, and so his life is saved because like, you know, he's whatever. Um, so anyway, so then the, um, the, the three guys go back to the wise person and he says, oh, so I guess, you know, it really was a blessing, you know. And but the, the guy, you know, the wise guy says, well, wait and see, because then, you know, something happened. And so you get the point. In other words, like, you know, to a lot of people, you know, Trump's winning the presidency, you know, seems like, oh, this is so horrible. And in a certain sense, it is. But so much good can potentially come from this. I was talking to a good friend of mine last night at about two o'clock in the morning, um, before it was, I think, officially announced that Trump was, would, had won, because she was freaking out. She was thinking that, you know, we would devolve into, like, a Nazi dictatorship and all, and, and you know, Trump's going to, like, kill millions of people and all. And, um, and basically, you know, one of the points that I was making is that, like, sometimes, you know, it's in our best interest for something like this to happen to awaken our morality. In other words, like we go, we're going along thinking we're good enough, whatever, and, and um, you know, and we're not. And then like we need a correction. It's kind of the first, first kind of thought that comes to my mind, you have a, a married couple, right? And let's say like the husband is neglecting the wife or something, wife feels neglected, and he thinks he's not doing anything wrong, right? He thinks he's fine. And like, and, but meanwhile, their quality of life is deteriorating, just like she's not happy, you know, he's not really that happy, whatever. And so, like, she threatens to leave him, you know, and, you know, you think, oh, this is a horrible thing. Or maybe she doesn't leave him, maybe they get separated, whatever. And so, like, so he wakes up, he says, oh, my God, I better change. And, you know, in this story, this is, has a happy ending. He, he realizes the error of his ways. They get back together and live happily ever after. So, like, in this scenario, you know, we, the American people, and the, the rest of the world is watching, and I think the world can, you know, take our lesson. We have not been good enough, you know, returning to that theme. Trump is God's way of telling us this, you know, that within our population, there are a lot of people who don't care that Trump, you know, um, was inciting violence in his rallies, like, you know, hit him, you know, hit him in the face, punch him in the face, I'll pay your legal fees or mocking a disabled uh, reporter, or groping women and just like sexually, I mean, I think 11 women uh, accused him of sexual assault and all. I mean, a lot of people are fine with this. And, you know, I think it's pretty well acknowledged now that most of us, you know, either didn't know that so many people were so immoral, or that we kind of knew it, but we, we we're in denial. So, you know, so now sometimes, for example, when, when let's say there's something wrong with our body, right, and, and we don't know about it, you know, um, we can't 
treat it, you know. So we go to doctor and doctor says, oh yeah, this is what's wrong, so we can treat it, whatever. And this is like, this is, you know, a, um, a metaphor for, for what, you know, our American population is going through. There's something deeply disturbed about us and Trump's gaining the presidency is our wake-up call to this. Um, interestingly, you know, there, there's this movie that I saw maybe about a year ago or so. It's called Minions. It's an animated movie. You should watch it because what happens is you have these adorable little, you know, animated characters, so cute, you know, they're actually the good guys, right? But this film, this, this insanely immoral film, um, is about they, they lost their leader, right? And they're, they're, they go on a quest to find, you know, throughout the world to find a new leader. And they're, they're looking for the most vile, evil, despicable being, person, whatever, that they can find to be their new leader. I mean, and this, this movie is being shown to kids. This movie is made primarily for kids. That will tell you what we're up against. That will tell you that, you know, sometimes people, um, whatchamacallit, um, champion freedom of speech. You know, they say, yeah, well, you know, you can't tell me what to, what to say, whatever. But, you know, when you have, like, the meat is very powerful. And when you have such immoral lessons coming out in, in film, you know, and these, what, what are these little kids who, who think this, who see this film going to think? about goodness and evil and all. You know, this is like, you know, uh, anyway, I think a lot of Trump supporters must have seen this film. All right, we're winding down. Um, but, you know, I'm going to like, as soon as this stops, I'm going to go into episode two because like this is going to be presented in Manhattan as an hour. And ideally, hopefully, if they can get this edited um, today, if, if we're lucky, then hopefully it could be taped tomorrow and um, Maybe I can have it on the internet by the end of the week. You know, it's Wednesday. Oh, actually, like, so I don't know if they'll have time. And we, this show airs on Wednesday and Thursday here in White Plains, but we'll see. But, um, you know, I want to get it up there. Um, all right, we've got about a minute left. So, yeah, we're going to go right into the, the next um, episode. And, all right, what else? So, like, all right. Happiness. I am, you know, I'm, I'm doing this show about because of happiness, because the free will belief is harmful. It pits us against each other. In other words, right now, a lot of Democrats are like, oh, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's her fault, it's his fault. And fine, we can do that to try to figure out what's wrong. But if we do it without this free will, vindictive, punishing, blaming in all perspective, we, we do it more effectively, more compassionately, more kindly. And, you know, we, we, probably, you know, we have to, in a certain sense, do that with Trump and, and Trump's supporters. But again, we still have to, like, um, create deterrence so, to people like that running for office and, and, you know, people who voted for him for voting. All right. So um, anyway, so this, like, concludes this segment. But I guess we're going to go right into the next one. And thanks for watching.